Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by an award-winning sports writer who has written countless articles, once been threatened by North Carolina coach Roy Williams to a foot race. His latest effort is across the river. We welcome author Kent Babb. How y'all doing? Absolutely great, Kent. Let's go beyond the mic. As journalists, we're supposed to live by the rule of journalistic objectivity. The story you discuss in Across the River forces you to tiptoe on that line. Yeah, it does. I mean, like these are real people in a really marginalized, difficult environment. And, you know, look, I mean, just like sort of being real about this, you know, like I don't think it's possible to spend as much time as I did you know, when you write a book, you, I mean, basically you either love or hate the person you're spending that much time with. And, and I've grown to, to feel a real affection for the people at Edna high school in New Orleans, because just the challenges they face are not something that I'm used to. I mean, it's just not something that I even like to think about before I first crossed the bridge. And so, I mean, <clears throat> I, I don't feel bad saying that. I mean, yeah, like I, I wrote this book objectively and honestly, um, <clears throat> but you know, also as a human being, you know, I think a lot of times when you write these very personal stories, you have to try to write it with compassion. You know, humans are, uh, 360 degree organisms, you know, we're three dimensional, we're flawed, we're, you know, we've got, I mean, everybody is. And so, um, that's sort of the approach I took here. Um, you know, I've, I've been honest, I've included some things I'm sure the people down there wish I hadn't, but you know, also I took the time and, um, it was important to me to make sure that this was told honestly, truthfully, and, you know, caringly as well. I mean, these are, these are human beings. They're not characters in a fiction piece. How did Tonka's death change Edna Carr high school head coach Bryce Brown? So Tonka George was the quarterback, the skin and bones, you know, he really should have played wide receiver. You know, he was a wide receiver and a punter uh, most of his career in high school. And then the series of crazy circumstances made him have to, jump in as the third string emergency quarterback in 2010. So he leads Carr all the way to the state championship. He's this amazing supernatural leader. And look, he's a kid who did everything right. I mean, he's, he was not a troublemaker. He wasn't a smart mouth. You know, he stayed out of trouble, didn't mess with drugs or anything like that. He went to college, got his degree, but he made a mistake. And that mistake was after he graduated, uh, he came home to see his mom. You know, she still lived in New Orleans and one night, you know, a few weeks after he graduated, he went for a walk in his neighborhood. A car noticed him, followed him, and killed him. I mean, the people inside, the personal people inside killed him, and we still don't know why or who was in it five years later. I mean, Tonka was not mixed up in, you know, gang activity or, or bad stuff. It just doesn't make sense. But Bryce Brown, the head coach at Carr, his former coach in high school, you know, he was at the crime scene that night. You know, like a lot of people, they heard about Tonka's death and uh, so many people crowded at the, um, at the crime scene that, you know, they thought a parade had broken out. They called it a second line. And, you know, Bryce stood there and, you know, it was at that moment he realized that his football program is not just about winning and losing. Not anymore. You know, it, it's about changing these lives, maybe even saving them, giving them, you know, giving these young people at a particularly vulnerable age, you know, uh, the roadmap, you know, to, to how, how can they succeed you know how can they you know not just believe that they're capable of amazing things but that they're worthy of them that they could leave new orleans go across the river and never come back you know like he believes that there's nothing for these young people there except gunfire and blight 
So he wants them out. He wants them to leave and, and never come back again. How did reading the reports of Tonka's death and his open case haunt you even to this day? <sighs> I mean, it, it, it makes me, it, it's discouraging that the city kind of remains in denial about, you know, its problems. And it's, it's, it's not good at solving crimes. I mean, if I were, you know, a parent or somebody who loved somebody who got killed, I mean, like, there's no justice often. I mean, they only solve a third of the murders that happen in New Orleans, and that's terrible. I mean, that's, that is not a lot. I mean, like, they don't even make an arrest. Um, so it's discouraging to think that it's, I mean, you, you like to think if something bad happens, the uh, people will get caught and brought to justice. But in a lot of places in this country, and in particular places like New Orleans, that's fantasy. It's time for the Rocky Nate. Eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure. You once said, quote, too many of today's shows have forgotten the art of the random guest star, unquote. Name a show that would be infinitely better with a random guest star. Gosh. Um, the Wire. I was going to say, what if Jerry Seinfeld walked in on The Wire? My two favorite shows of all time just collide. Best head coach of any sport of all time. Oh, man. People are going to hate this, but Coach K. And it's not just because Roy uh, threatened me once in a, for a foot race. But I, I think Coach K uh, is, you know, an amazing leader. He sort of gets people. I know a lot of people don't like him, and that's okay. But um, I really respect kind of what he's done. Even my own brother-in-law is going to hate me for saying that. Ooh, hope your brother doesn't hear that. Favorite cut of steak? Oh, ribeye. Come on. That's easy. Project that you want to work on next? Well, I don't want to write another book for a little while. Especially after writing the last three years. Yeah, I think, I think I'm think i good for a minute. Um, I mean, I'm working on a podcast right now. So a narrative podcast uh, about 9-11 and baseball, which may seem random. But um, that's that's my next thing. And um, it's, it's, man, what you guys do, talking as much as, as you do, and, and hopefully making it make some sense is a lot harder. So tip of the cap for me. Thanks. Person you want to interview but never have got to yet. I've always wanted to interview uh, Tiger Woods. Um, you know, he's always somebody that, you know, I, I respect greatness. You know, like it's just so hard to achieve. Um, you know, so Tiger, LeBron, Steph Curry, somebody like that who just like has achieved this rare thing. And I want to learn from them. You know, just like the people that I that I interview, I try to learn from them at all times and, and, and sort of steal, you know, some of, their, some of their tricks, honestly, and apply them to my own life. And I'd love to know, these people who are truly the greatest. Michael Jordan, I mean, he's got to be way up there. He might be number one, honestly. Tiger, he's waiting for you. What's your favorite drink? <sighs> um, an old-fashioned, a bourbon old-fashioned. I've got uh, I've got a bourbon collection. My favorite drink, by the way, is beer. I'm going to need one after today. One thing that makes you happy. <laughs> um, a long walk just to, like, decompress uh, the hard drive of my brain. Um Maybe playing a little guitar, honestly. We're talking to author Kent Babb beyond the mic. And Kent, when your daughter starts dating, what's the one sports team her boyfriends cannot root for no matter what? <laughs> Clemson. Come on. I've already started telling her this. I went to the University of South Carolina. Of course, Clemson is a, an amazing team, and Dabo is an amazing coach and leader, uh, but she will not be allowed to cheer for the orange and white, not in this house. It's time for one big question with Kent Babb beyond the mic. Kent, what impact will Patrick Mahomes have on the Kansas City area in the next 10 years? You used to be up there. What impact will he have? I mean, what he's doing even off the field is 
amazing. I mean, the fact that he's bringing, you know, Whataburger, you know, up there, I saw that yesterday. Um, and as somebody who just went on a food tour in Texas, like, um, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of the cuisine there. And so, um, bringing that to Kansas city, investing in the other teams, just being kind of an ambassador for a place that it's kind of easy to fly over and not think about. It's a place that I care deeply about. Um, he's going to change it forever. I think, I mean, just bringing a Super Bowl back, maybe multiple Super Bowls, but that's, that won't be the end of his legacy. He's going to change Kansas City and make people care about it and think about it differently. His daughter's boyfriends can't root for Clemson, loves drinking beer and bourbon, and wants to interview Tiger Woods. <laughs> his book is Across the River. Available now, we thank Kent Babb for taking the time to talk with us today. Hey, thank you so much for having me. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic.